Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wake up in the morning feeling like Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. Try hard. Guten Tag. We're a bit late this week because we're just so busy. Like, <laughs> for the first we time, are. actually. Yeah, we are. For me, for the first time in a year, I've been very, very busy. Um, and it's been great. Yeah, well, the secret, the secret project has is still remaining secret. We're not there yet. Um, so, Nolly Waterman, the musical. Oh, <laughs> don't want to say too much. <laughs> It, the the day that happens is just as likely as the day I would play in the front row in 15s. I think that, that you know, those things just can't happen ever. You told me before Japan you wouldn't do karaoke and yet I've got a camera roll full of clips of it. So well, to be fair, I only did it because the Magatron Alfonsi um, had got engaged and that's big news. It is She's big. a great friend and... I did it because I knew she'd be worse than me. Um, so I had to partake more for banter with her <laughs> than for I my own. Two people cringe at themselves so much. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and one day those videos will see the light of day. Um, I guess there is an elephant in the room this week. And that is that you have made a big charge for the line in Match Pint. Um, I think it's... It's obviously now evident that the women yet again have dominated the Guinness Legends League on the Match Pint app. Um, but it's been very interesting to feel you snapping at my heels this week. Yeah, sorry about that. Perfect score. Didn't even know that I'd gone for plus two with France. Um, I was just so engrossed in the game and then realised when I clicked onto it, I was like, she's only gone and done a 30 pointer. Tell you what, everyone, the moral of the story. Don't make a big deal of your work. Right, just story. <laughs> just work hard. Get your head down. Don't shout about your victories. Just just take the small wins when they come. And then boom, last week we're wow. here. It's all to play for. I tell you what, it does make me laugh because between you at the top, me in second, and Goody in third, it's basically, well, I think Kano's close as well. It's who um, it, it's who calls the winner. I know. Have, have you got on any idea? Side that, no, I don't. I'm really I'm 
I had a I had a shocker last weekend. I have to say, like I really, I put my my um, predictions in quite late, and the boys at Match Point have to like chivvy me along a lot of the time. They're like, "Oh, LJ, just to remind you, it's, I'm like I'm, I haven't forgotten. I just don't know what my predictions are." And I went for England in Dublin, and I think I was one of the. Well, it, interestingly, I say I went for England in Dublin all of the legends did so nobody took points from that <laughs> everyone in the legends league went for england so i can't really blame it on that and obviously i went for wales i don't think it was it was heart overhead and i think you know fundamentally in the end it was an unlucky for me i'm not talking about alan Wynn in the fourth grand slam i'm literally talking about myself here um and there were points in the second half where we were very close to it being my score so you know it it hit me hard and I do feel a huge amount of pressure this weekend, a huge amount. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that's akin to how the players feel or felt, um, you know, read between the lines. That is probably the same. It's the same level of pressure, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Who are you going to go for? I haven't decided either. Um, I thought you were going to mention, I thought you were going to talk us through who you're going to go for as your top tip as the reigning champ of Match Pint. Um, but you clearly, you're nervous, aren't you? You are nervous that I'm close. The yips. I've got the yips. That's the only way I can describe it. I have got the yips. Um, I, you know what, though? We, we should shout out some of the people who are doing well. Um, the Tryhards League is, is league leader is Roger Jeremiah, a former Sky Sports colleague of mine. So Go on. Go on, Rogers. Um, unfortunately, it's not a cash prize, so it won't be um, funding his lifetime ambition of opening a, um, a fish and chip shop in Flandisil, his hometown, which he's always dreamt of calling Rod and Chips. And you know what? I'm just looking at it. And uh, another massive shout out goes to the curly haired freak, Nick Wakeley. Um, great <laughs> friend. Um, like super, super duper dude. Um, and obviously super just. Dude. Yeah. You write birthday cards for six year olds now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at it, actually. We do. Unfortunately, I think there's only one. Oh, my gosh. We only got one woman in the top 10. Come on, girls. This is good. Care? Um, Lindsay Coulter. Um, I don't know, Lindsay. Do you know Lindsay? Lindsay made my 30th birthday cake. Oh, fantastic. Um, congratulations, Lindsay. But I will say there's another person in the top 10 who's equal seventh, Mattia Martinelli, who is one of the um, Cavaliers Italy Fire Service Sevens team. Um, obviously, learn all he knows from me um as his coach <laughs> yeah so well done to everyone in the flag. top 10 why has he got a, a wales flag i think they think it's because they think that's who's going to win the the tournament oh, right. not um who they're supporting that was the same with my dad and a few others and made that slight mistake but um anyway oh. have you have you got a top tip for this I week? I have got a top tip, and actually it's match point related, but it's not going to help you with your match point. 
Um, we absolutely love the boys at Match Pint. We make no secret of that. Uh, when you get that email in your inbox every week that says Pete at Match Pint, that's an actual person. We actually know Pete. So, <laughs> so I, I have to read that email every week because even though it's a marketing email, I feel guilty just deleting it. I don't want to delete the Pete. Um, but Dom, one of the other guys at, at Match Pint, sent us a message last night about something very exciting that we're going to be doing in the next few weeks. And he sent the message at like post 11 p.m. Now, I can I can excuse Dom that he doesn't know that I go to bed at 9.30 p.m. Um, I do keep that on the DL. But guys, like, let's address this work from home, work-life balance, because you leave the office at 5, 6 p.m., you leave your work behind. And increasingly, it feels that people are just working till they go to bed at home. You know, I think there's a big thing to be said for getting up in the morning, showering, going for a walk before you start your work. So it almost feels like you've had a commute, getting dressed and working in clothes, not your dressing gown. And then at the end of the day, signing off for the evening. You know, I don't think that we're going to be going back to offices for a long time. I think if you're somebody whose job has been previously office-based, it looks like the trend of working from home is going to remain even after we're all vaccinated. So let's just address the balance of it, guys. You know, let's it's interesting you real. say that. It's interesting you say that because as somebody that does lots of different jobs and does lots of different bits and pieces, right, I <laughs> I regularly um send messages and emails at all sorts of times because I have to do it then and there, otherwise I forget to do it. Otherwise my to-do list becomes 53 mm. A4 pages rather than just the just the three sides. Um so I've done done a few uh done a few frog smashes this uh this week already. Um but the to put that into context for anybody that's basically things that jump from one to do list to the other i haven't actually gone out and harmed any animals um that's been a previous top tip so i'd hope that long-time listeners have been squashing their own frogs nolatron yeah yeah well that's very very true um but if we do have new listeners i think um as he actually highlighted on his message at 11 10 last night dom has now finally joined the uh the the tryhards gang and started listening um caught up on the bras episode Yes, yeah. men, the bras episode is for you as much as us ladies. Um, those boulder holders are important to know about. Um, anyway, I'm going to crack on because I feel like last few weeks we may have waffled a little bit. Really? I wouldn't know because I've not well, listened it's back. National Waffle Day, by the way. Why have we not got this as our sponsor or something, some level? Um, I mean, I don't think a national day can sponsor a podcast, but I feel like we should be embracing it. Anyway, the Rugby World Cup account tweeted happy National Waffle Day and they've put a picture of a waffle with a French flag in it, which basically is going to start a war because the Belgians claim to have invented waffles. So there's some context for you there. That's a that's a good uh, bit of knowledge, actually, there. That's okay. a little top tip for people to Rob, know. Rob Vickerman tweeted it. That's why I know. Which might bring me... Rob Vickerman of Sevens fame may bring us on to your pause for positivity for the week. Yes, um, it has been. I think we have spoken about it briefly, but, you know, the last year has been super, super challenging for the Sevens. We, you know, know that they, they lost their contract and it was rubbishy time, really rubbishy time. But they've all cracked on. They've trained hard. They're all looking in wicked Nick. Um, Dan Bibby actually posted a video of himself topless on a what bike and Dan's a great friend so I felt a bit weird um watching him 
but I couldn't stop watching his pecs go up and down on the bike. <laughs> I was a bit mesmerized by it. Anyway, my to-do list to watch. <laughs> yeah, top tip, search out Dan Bibby's Instagram post. Um, and yeah, no, my pause positivity is just to, it's so, so wonderful to see the GB7 squad back together. They're in their, uh, I think it's Macron kit, um, all new branded up. Some of it is a little bit um, going down to the football, um, Chav, but um, yeah, it's a little bit odd, but it's just so great to see those girls um, and boys training. And I love the fact that Paul Bunker, um, is doing a whole load of mini docs and just basically following them through and they're releasing them in little montages each week and uh I just really it's wicked to see from a player's perspective but also um get online and have a little watch of them and just see what rock stars we've got in the game um and there's loads of stuff on them training and yeah big smiles sunshine yeah. was out they've had sunshine seven sunshine up at Loughborough University, um, big pause for positivity. Cool, love that a lot. Um, let's move Are on. Are you just yawned? <laughs> Sorry, it's early in the morning. This is not the normal time that we do a podcast and I don't have any milk, so I haven't had a coffee either, which is, you know, not great. Um, moving on to last week's <laughs> And Wales missing out on a Grand Slam, but could still win the tournament. In fact, we should provide some context on how the chips may or may not fall this weekend. The Guinness Six Nations title can be won by France this weekend or can be won by Wales without doing anything, but also it can be shared. If France get a bonus point win over Scotland by exactly 20 points and score exactly five tries, then the two countries would be level on points, points difference and tries scored and Wales and France will share the tournament. What do you reckon happens with the trophy? Because I, I remember, you know, when at mini rugby when people would get like a joint player of the year and there was like a some you'd swap it every week or you'd like some some would have six months the other person what do you reckon i'll do with the trophy well i guess traditionally in sport the holders retain it if it's not won so do england retain the trophy despite not being champions would they just keep hold of the trophy that would be the most awkward thing ever oh, with like in an England cupboard with like a Wales and a French flag on it. <laughs> no, well, like I mean, England should not have it. Like not no. to give away like oh hang on. Just so you just as a reminder, um England, you won this last year, but you've done your worst ever in two yeah. centuries, but you get to keep it because the two people that did win it drew. So um <laughs> Um, a trade secret then for everyone at home there's more than one trophy there are many many trophies the Heineken Cup I would love to know how many of the original Heineken Cup trophies are still like in circulation because ERC had about four of them Leinster have got them in like cupboards and stuff I broke one of the Leinster ones um my mum and dad have a huge cardboard fiberglass cutout of one of them um, but there, there's loads of trophies. I'll just give them one each, won't they? I don't, I don't know. I mean, so to put that into for reason, it's because of the value of the actual trophies, and obviously they do need to get shipped about to go to media launches and all that type of thing. And they have to. You have know a what? They have um, to tell you, tell you a little, tell you a little story about trophies. So 
Um, I uh, I don't know if you know I've won quite an important one. I won the World Cup, and uh, sorry about that. And, right, I thought you were going to say that you won the uh, UIC Sports Personality of the Year Runners Up Trophy. <laughs> no, that one's been kept very no, that safe. Was a, that was No, that was a glass. Um, this is not really a trophy, is it? It's more like a glass plaque on a stand, I think. Um, yeah. So the World Cup trophy for the women's game. Um, two little stories for you. Uh, when we won, obviously we were given it and then uh, we had it for the night to celebrate and oh my I wish that's that trophy could talk and tell little stories it ended up in all sorts of different places um but what is cool is the original trophy got to be taken to the pub on the roundabout where everybody um from all the England supporters had met so all the past players all of the legends of the game like mums dads brothers aunties uncles partners like ev literally everyone that was important to all of us we happened to drive around that roundabout and the French being French just said, yeah, no worries. We'll just stop on the middle of a roundabout to let you all off to show everybody the trophy. So we went in and had beers. Oh. I've got some wicked photographs of my mum with the actual trophy. Anyway, that's story number one. I can expand on that some other time. Um, story number two, um, after the World Cup, um, because my best friend from home, Dion, won BBC Sports Personality of the not sports personality of the year but unsung hero of the year for the west country in 2013 as a follow-up for that and a promotion for 2014 we were able to arrange the bbc to have the um, trophy taken down to minehead on a women's and girls training night and the girls got a surprise so sophie hemming and i um rocked up in our kit and then a black car with a security guard rocked up um, and the girls were all brought in. We went out and did some coaching with them and just wandered around to meet everyone. It blew my mind that it was like a full minis and juniors, but just girls, which was just amazing. Got quite emotional. Anyway, got all the girls inside, all the cameras, and then we actually walked in with the World Cup, um, the original trophy, and all of the little minis and juniors and the girls that played at Minehead Bavarians got to see and have photographs with the original because at the time there wasn't more than one in the women's game um, um, which I just really like really really special moment um, for me special. to be able to do that um, but what was really funny was the fact that the security guard I think really started to panic when he was on the road from Taunton to Minehead realizing it genuinely was in the middle of nowhere the club was a little bit dodgy it looked, <laughs> everyone had slightly funny accents and I don't know whether he felt as comfortable as he may do um in the other other locations Sorry. yeah <laughs> Just price end up on eBay um when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so... Wales Waffle France. day over. Waffle day <laughs> over. Wales, France. Let's have a quick chat about it. Um, what what can you say about a game like that? I. Oh, it's just wonderful. Like, absolutely wonderful. Who's the real I winner? The, I love the skill. I love the drama. I love the um, intensity. And no one would have ever predicted a game like that. Mm-hmm. And if anyone says, or has, I, I know now in commentary, if I ever say with five minutes to go, there's no way they're pulling back two scores. I, I'm never going to do it because of what's now happened and improved. Um, yeah, just look, it's heartbreak for Wales. It's, it's gutting. It fell apart. But that's what happens under pressure. Oh, it's a good one. Like, I don't feel I'm, maybe I'm alone in this. And maybe it's that Wales fans have been spoilt with winning championships over the past 15 years. But I didn't feel heartbroken because for the first time in a really long time, I watched a Northern Hemisphere test match and felt like this is amazing. This is the rugby I want to watch. And, you know, I know it's a horrible cliche, but rugby was the real winner on Saturday. And hopefully Wales will be the real winner on Friday. I I also think it's made it a hell of a lot easier because everyone, like France are the hype team, aren't they? Coming into the tournament, they're the absolute hype team. They're not one of the home nations, so it's a far easier pill for the Welsh to swallow than if Absolutely. it had been a home nation. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Like, do you think Grand Slam to England or Ireland? I would not be like, oh, you know, rugby was the real winner. I'd be like, I'm not watching any more rugby ever again. Um, Ireland beat England, as we said. It Nobody predicted that in the Match Point Legends League. Where now for England, as you've already alluded to, this is their worst Six Nations finish. Ever. Um, so maybe, ever. maybe six, in six nations finishes, they've never finished oh. lower than fifth. So um, yeah. you know, sorry, but um, not to like drive that home. There's obviously been a lot of talk about Eddie Jones. He's not going anywhere, it costs a lot of money for the RFU to sack him, but also is that what is needed? Obviously, there's a lot of chat about selection, and you know, as as unofficial Exeter Chiefs fans, we're always kind of on the Sam Simmons hype train. Is that what needs to happen now? Is it a case of there needs to be a turnover of personnel or are there more pressing issues at hand there, in your opinion? Oh, it's just so hard to know because you're not in the room, you know, like the boys aren't aren't performing. Now that's not because they're bad players. It's not because, you know, there are, yeah, all right, there are boys that are smashing it in, out in the premiership week and week out, that doesn't necessarily mean that ability and that level of performance always transfers into a test match shirt. Um, we know that, and otherwise everybody would just get capped, you know? Um, but I, I think it, it comes down to, he's backed to players um, that 
that aren't in form. And he did it early on in the tournament. He then really couldn't change it because it was like he backed them for the Calcutta Cup. They lost. You couldn't then drop them for the week after because it would be seen as, you know, it would be probably quite detrimental to the group to see yeah. that group of players. It's it's really, really hard because those informed players aren't just any old player. They're your captain, they're your talisman. Like, do you know what I mean? They are your absolute megastars. Um, and so it's, it's a really difficult one. I feel really desperately bad for the players because I know what goes into those, those tournaments. I know the prep, I know the mental and physical fatigue. It is, it is brutal six, uh, seven weeks. And, and I just feel like it is tough enough losing test matches to, but, but to be, to do it and not perform like that is, is really hard. Yeah. Um, I personally think there are so many games that Eddie Jones plays and he plays up to the cameras and the media and, and, and I actually don't know him. He's somebody that within the England setup, within the game, I really haven't had much to do with. So it's hard to have too much of an opinion because as much as I can say, I don't agree with the selection, I don't, until you naturally know somebody, because I think it's because I've been behind the scenes and I know what it's like in a team environment. I know what that's, and, and people make all of these assumptions and judgments and, comments and, and it's like you're saying it with no knowledge you're saying it like just on a whim in that what you see and there's so much more to it so I know that maybe that's me it, it isn't a cop-out I just it's more I don't want to add to that without the knowledge do you know what I mean and and something clearly needs to change something really does fundamentally need to change is that Eddie Jones because of not just his selection, but the culture, you know, is the culture affecting the players because they're too scared to go out and just play. Like, you know, you see that, look at Harlequins and the situation there with Paul Gustard, all of a sudden, I didn't know what was going on behind closed doors. No one really did at Quinn's. And then all of a sudden he leaves and look at them now, like they're yeah. absolutely flying. So it, is it that if Eddie Jones, all of a sudden the, the, the shackles you know the shackles 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 are off and um I don't even know what I'm talking about now a shackle is um is currency I believe um so it's also a player in the Worcester women's team Jade Shackle she's a last player she is my one to watch for next season there you go bam heard it here first um we have somewhat overlooked Scotland because they beat Italy in style but should they beat France on Friday evening which obviously they did last season um they will have their their highest finish in this tournament um I think since they won it in when it was the last five nations tournament in 99 so um a good return for them do you think they can beat France this weekend no Dupont um well they've not got a bad replacement with Sarah um yeah. it was class in the autumn um I you know what I called them in the autumn I said it I was worried about it before the Six Nations because I called them to be the team to watch um and then and actually that they could go and do stuff they had that potential obviously I said that not knowing that the first game was the Calcutta Cup at Twickenham <laughs> um but yeah I think they can of all the teams going there in this match it would be Scotland that I think has, in a weird way, the, it's kind of like, I mean, obviously I'm kind of excluding Italy in this, but they're the kind of 
biggest underdog but most powerful underdog yeah. if you can have that yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. do you know what I mean they almost like match each other and cancel each other out in that jouet jouet right we need to speed up because we've both got to get off of this and on to calls so let's move on to the women's six nations which we must remind people does not follow the same format as a normal women's six nations tournament this year it is more akin to the autumn nations cup and we have two columns of teams who will play each other and then we have a final match the game is now announced to be mostly free to air across the BBC, RTE, BBC regionals, with a couple of games popping up here and there on Eurosport. But very exciting. And it does feel like it's getting its kind of centre stage moment, the fact that it won't be competing with the men for Six Nations. Yeah, no, it's class. It's just a shame that it's landing on the Champions Cup. Um, weekends because um, there's some pretty tasty matchups match in that round 16. Um, but that said, I don't think that everybody is all about Champions Cup and as much of a geek and nause as, as you are, LJ. Um, so I feel like the, the general population and, and, and because it's on the first round for England is England, Scotland um, is on BBC. I think it will get some real traction and I think it's wonderful. Um, I really hope that there isn't that narrative of, oh, the boys did rubbish, but the girls are great. Like I hate that. I absolutely hate that. So I really hope that that doesn't happen. Um, because they're in totally different tournaments, you know, like like England is so much, so much further ahead with contracts and all that type of stuff. Again, another narrative that I, I'm going to get bored of, I think. It's like, oh, well, we're, England have won because they're professional and no one else is. Well, actually they are, but that's, yeah, yeah, again, a little bit frustrating. My biggest thing, right, and I, this is huge positives, right? Two huge, 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 huge positives for me. Huge. All the games are free to air. So they are either on TV or digital services, which I'm led to believe is actually just online, but a very posh way of saying online. Um, and then the other thing, I I genuinely can't believe it. And I scanned through and read it twice. There are no clashes in the game. You no. can watch every single game live. You don't have to have 53 tablets to try and watch um, all the different versions of everything. Um, and yeah, uh, massive, 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 massive. So those two things are great. Are uh, things that's not great. Um, why on earth have the RFU decided to take the England Scotland game to Doncaster? Um, I, I, I can't, I don't understand it. Um, I know that they've previously played there and they've had sellout crowds, but the sellout is maximum of 5,000 capacity. It doesn't matter because there's not going to be any fans anyway. Well, I don't it, well this, is, this is my point. So um, I don't understand why they're taking it somewhere like that because actually from a, from a facilities perspective, the pitch is okay. I've walked out on it. I've obviously played on it, but I've walked out on it to do bits and pieces interview-wise when they have played there and it's all right. It's um and the facilities off the field by all accounts are okay they're not brilliant um it's a long way for the girls to travel or maybe it's because it's not halfway for scotland yeah um maybe maybe that's the reason i'm yeah, just thinking, that's thinking the whole kind of home advantage you well think it's difficult for the opposing team surely you're playing scotland get them down to sandy park play at exeter what i don't well, understand is I know that the World Cup has now been postponed. We don't know if that's for 12 months. We don't know if that's for 13 months. It could even be six months. But what we do know is that when it gets to the World Cup, 
England will be vying for a place in the final against New Zealand, where they will be playing at Eden Park if they make it to that point. They will be playing in large stadia over there. Twickenham is empty. It's not being used. Why not just play there? It's your home stadium. Well, and also just from a, like for me, I think it's about um, what stuff looks like on the on the screens is super important. And to be honest, playing, it, it isn't impressive seeing empty stands, right? It's not. But when it's a big old stand and it, then you can look, look similar to what we've just seen in the men's yeah. game, that to me looks good. Twickenham Stadium is the home of English rugby. It is everything about it, branding wise, the facilities there, the changing rooms, the gym, everything is pretty much, and I'm not saying it's the best of the best, but it's, it's a little bit better than yeah. up in Doncaster. And the girls are based at the Lensbury at the moment, they're training there. Um, so from that perspective, it kind of makes sense. You're not too far. You, and also, I to rub salt in the wound, they've trained at Twickenham Stadium this week. Yeah. So they're training in the stadium that that they could be playing in, um, but they're not. And I just I think it's I think it's an error. I don't I don't understand. And this really isn't a criticism to Doncaster and their fantastic fans up there. Yeah. They did a wonderful wonderful job of hosting the game. Gotten it sold out. The atmosphere was great. But that to me is like England women have got to have aspirations past a 5,000 seater stadium. They've got to show willing that they, they think and believe genuinely that this is bigger. You know, we went to Sandy Park and it was pretty much a sellout. You go to the stoop, they, they, those crowds are building. And as I say, it's no disrespect to Doncaster because they're doing a wonderful job, but England have got to look bigger. I and this is an opportunity missed. One thing I will say on that as well is I can understand we don't have necessarily the same issue in Wales in that it's smaller, but there are constant calls for we need to take the game to North Wales. And I understand that. But the RFU aren't looking at moving England men's games to go and play at Old Trafford or, you know, big, huge stadiums in the north of England. They play all the men's games at Twickenham and the boys train down the road from Twickenham. If the girls are going to be moved around the country, there needs to be surely more fluidity in where they train as well, as opposed to being based at the Lensbury and then travelling the length of the country to get to where their game is. And it feels like, again, it's something we moan all the time, but it's where the girls are overlooked as elite athletes because it are, do you know what? We'll send them, we'll send them up to the north of England and we'll keep our fans in the north happy because we care about the north of England. But you're saying that you care about that more than you care about the girls, in my opinion, from a welfare perspective. It's not fair on them. Um, but I, I think I, I actually believe that the game needs to be moved around the country. I think there was massive success with moving it around when there were crowds. The fact that there's no crowds, you don't get that swell. Like there's no, that you're not doing anything. All you're doing is promoting their facilities. But that facility in, in, in Doncaster isn't actually, they don't have a top level women's game. They don't have a top team there. If they had a premiership team there, then you're kind of inadvertently promoting a premiership play. Like, do you know what I mean? And all yeah, the facilities are to rock star. Yeah, so I think those things are something that is a big frustration. I think just kind of moving on, um, one thing I will say about the, the women's game, this weekend there is a massive fixture. Um, at two o'clock on Saturday, Saris are taking on Quinns. Given recent results... Um, with both of the teams losing. We don't see that very often. Um, that's definitely one to watch. And I think from last weekend, we talked about it. 
I said it was going to be a tough call for for what I think everybody said it was going to be tough for Wasps to go to to Loughborough and they absolutely smashed them they I've never like fair play I didn't get to see all of the game because it was at the same time as Six Nations and I completely forgot I completely forgot what the time was and I tuned in for the last half and last half the second half and um and then saw clips of the other bits they beat Loughborough 14-36 and Meg Jones was magical and as a player that I just love to watch um I have a huge amount of respect for on and off the field when she's playing well she is world class yeah. and now the shootout for that 10 shirt in the Six Nations is brilliant you've got Zuri Harrison you've got Meg Jones who I think will probably slot into 12 um Helena Rowland I think she'll probably she's the left for 10 um I think it I personally would go Helena Meg Gaz, that would be my three starting in the centres. But um, yeah, brilliant to see a player of her talent. She had loads of injuries. Um, and I know you're probably going to finish with, she's also Welsh and a Welsh speaker. Welsh, that's she's exactly made that, that. She made, yeah. but her grandparents and her mum are from Bristol. So she came down the England path. And um, yeah, just just things you love to see. Well, uh, Pobluk and, and Dioch, Meg, for that. Um, we'll speak to you next week, guys. Yeah, not long, not long now. Good luck with Match Pint, LJ. Good luck with to all of our listeners on Match Pint. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow night. It is going to be mag- magnificent. Whatever happens. Tasty. Bye. Happy week, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.